Welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina, and I am thankful to have you with me on the program today for the start of a brand new series on the program today. And we are going to kick off this series with uh, just a real simple sort of uh, seminary type of a question. At least I, I think I first heard this question back somewhere in seminary. Um, it's uh, It's been about 10 years now, um, but... And the question goes something like this. Is the church preaching to the world or is the world preaching to the church? Um, you can boil it down to, you know, who is influencing who? Is the church active in influencing the world or is the world active in influencing the church? And there's a friend, there's a huge, huge, huge critical difference uh, between those two scenarios. Is the church active in influencing the world? Uh, is the church active in evangelism? Is the church active in preaching Christ, preaching the gospel, preaching the reality that Jesus, uh, Jesus died on a cross, Jesus became your sin, he died on a cross, he bore the wrath of God upon sin, and hallelujah, up from the grave he rose on the third day. Is the, is the church preaching that and seeing people respond to Jesus in faith and seeing people and seeing the Lord save people from hell, seeing the Lord make all things new, uh, seeing the Lord, um, you know, the uh, Bible says you must be born again, seeing the Lord do that in a person. And, you know, I'll tell you, you know, hallelujah, it is nothing short of a miracle when you see the Lord do that in a person. You know, is the church active in that? Is the church active in preaching Christ? Is the church active in living out the Word of God? Is the church active in discipleship? Is the church growing? Not only are people getting saved, uh, but the people who are saved, people who are members of the church, are they active in discipleship? Uh, are they listening to God? Are they leaning on God? Are they being fed of God? Are they abiding in Christ? Um, are they being led of God? Are they walking with God? Are they talking with God? Is prayer going on in the church? Um, or when you have a prayer meeting, is it just sort of a dead, dead doornail heavy type of a thing? Or is it a vibrant thing? Um, is worship going on? Not only worship in the musical sense, uh, but worship in, you know, every day, every moment of every day, I'm walking and I'm talking with my Lord and I'm happy and, you know, I've got, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, they're just abounding out of me and, uh, and the Lord, you know, it's just an active, vibrant church, uh, but, you know, it's active and it's vibrant because um, we're standing on the rock of Jesus Christ. We're standing on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. And Christ is the one who is being faithful to what he said, you know, abide in me. And and Christ is the one who's who's giving the wisdom. He's the one who's giving the direction. He's the one, um, he, he's acting as the head of the church and the church is living in submission to that. And the church is being, you know, just profoundly blessed, and the church is growing, and the church is vibrant. But Christ is influencing the church, and in turn, the church turns around and and fulfills that precious role of evangelism. Uh, the church turns around and preaches the gospel. The church turns around and starts ministering to the lost. The church turns around and starts influencing. Uh, the community influencing the state, influencing the country, influencing 
um, everyone around because they're they're suddenly hearing the gospel from the church. They're hearing Jesus and they're seeing Jesus. Uh, they're they're seeing the church live out Jesus and they're hearing the church preach Jesus. And you know, Hallelujah! The Lord is drawing people. Hallelujah! The Lord is moving on people. Hallelujah! The Lord is saving people because the church is being faithful. You know, how are they going to hear without a preacher? It's it's a good good question straight from the book of Romans. Uh, but is the church alive because the church is being influenced by God? Is the church vibrant? Is the church healthy? Is the church active? Um, or is the church in a position of compromise? And, uh, you know, and I know in America, you know, we saw this a lot last century. And, and we're, seeing, um, we're seeing it continue, you know, here um, as I preach, it's, it's late into year 2020. And, um, you know, whenever you're hearing this, um, um, you, know, and, you know, just as a side note, thank you so much uh, to all those who are listening to us around the world. And, um, and, but I'm preaching this here in 2020, and we're seeing this, uh, and we're seeing the fruit of, of a church in which compromise is very, very normal. Uh, where where churches uh, left off preaching Christ, where churches sort of tone down the message of Scripture and sort of blunt the message of Scripture and sort of hide the message of Scripture, you know, um, that, you know, the reality, you know, you're lost, uh, hell is real, judgment is real, the wrath of God is real, and at the same time, hallelujah, there's a Savior, and salvation happens by faith in Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of churches... Uh, you won't hear that message uh, anymore. The churches are, you know, some churches, and uh, you can tell me how it is in your country, uh, but, you know, I know what's common here in America, um, especially, um, you know, I've been in the American South since about 2011, and I came from the American Northeast and, you know, ran into people from all, you know, around all sorts of different countries, all sorts of uh, different places in America, uh, sort of got to rub shoulders with a lot of folks, you know, and, and you know, a, a lot of folks, um, you know, have expressed that there's this troubling trend, you know, uh, the church um, will not preach um, the gospel on a Sunday morning, the church won't preach a gospel on a Sunday night, the church won't preach a gospel on a Wednesday night, or any night on the other side of the week, but the church will uh, sort of give... Um, you know, here here's some good ways to handle your finances. Uh, here are some good ways to be a better dad. Here are some good ways to be more tolerant. Um, here are some, you know, good good ways to um, you know have a better household or be a better this, be a better that. You know, um, what does it, you know? Um, you know, church gets into all the gender stuff. Church gets into all the sexuality stuff. Um, church gets into a lot of the political stuff. Uh, gets involved in a lot of political battles, and friend, that is the wrong battle. And those are all the wrong battles. Uh, we're not called to make better sinners. Uh, we're not called to get better legislation to pass. Uh, we're, we're not called to um, help people get elected. Uh, well, you know, what are we called to do, uh, friend? You know, it's, it's, you know, you know, Christ needs to be preached to the lost. Christ needs to be preached to the lost. Uh, that is the first uh, primary, glaring, huge, big, you know, uh, flashing, big, red light need 
uh, for a lost person. You don't have to tell a lost person how to be a better dad, how to be a better mom, how to handle their money, how, how to take care of this, how to take care of that, how to be a better employer, how to be a better employee. You do not get need, you, you don't need to give them a pop concert. Uh, you don't need to give them, you know, something with fog machines and laser light shows and all that stuff. You don't need to have a cookout. You don't need to have a barbecue. Uh, you, you don't need to have a quote unquote fellowship dinner. Uh, but, but what does that person need from you as a Christian? Uh, that person needs the gospel. That person needs to get saved. Uh, that person needs to be made new. Uh, that person needs to come face to face with Jesus, and you need to arrange that meeting. That's what the person needs. And all of the other stuff, um, all the financial stuff, all the parenting stuff, you know, all, all of this, that, and the other thing, no matter where that person is, that person is going to need discipleship. But please do not put discipleship before the horse. Uh, you know, please do not start trying to disciple people uh, before they are saved. Uh, before they are born again, uh, before uh, they, they've come to a point uh, where, where they've not only seen their sin, but hallelujah, they've cried out in faith, and Jesus has responded by saving that person from an eternal hell. Jesus has responded by you know, by giving the Holy Spirit. Jesus has responded by coming into that person's life and behold, all things are made new. Uh, that person is forgiven. That person uh, has the righteousness of Christ. That person has the Holy Spirit. Uh, that person is made new. And now we begin the discipleship. Uh, you know, but, but a lot of churches today and, you know, people have expressed it and um, it's a cross-denominational thing uh, where, where, there, there's real concern that the gospel is being left, or there's real concern that the gospel is being twisted, or the gospel is being minimized. Uh, but we cannot do that, friend. Uh, we cannot do that. We cannot make disciples and fulfill the Great Commission without seeing people saved. Uh, we can't make disciples if they're not Christians. We can't make disciples if they're not in Christ. We can't make disciples if they don't give a rip about following Christ. Uh, but but we need to you know um you know borrow the term uh, from an older evangelist and you know and um he, he can maybe tell me where he heard it first as he listens to this but you know we got to keep the main thing the main thing and the main thing is the gospel and the main thing is Jesus and the main thing is Christ crucified and Christ risen up again from the grave hallelujah and amen and um you know we're gonna look at a picture of. Uh, sort of God's will for the church. This idea that the church is called to um, is called to lean on God is called to be supported by God. Uh, that is God's will for the church. The church is not to be influenced by the world, uh, but the church is to um, be influenced by God. And uh, we're going to see that in uh, the Song of Solomon of all places. And you know, if you've never looked at this book in Scripture, um, you know, Hallelujah! It is one of the deepest richest parts of scripture, um, talks about uh, God's relationship with Israel, talks about Christ's relationship with the church, talks about, um, you know, husband and wife relationships, and it does it all at the same time. And uh, we're going to focus um, for, for this part of the series on Christ's relationship with the, the church. We're going to look at the end of Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 5. 
Um, who is this that cometh up from the wilderness leaning upon her beloved? Um, Song of Solomon 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 5, and that's just one half of the verse. But that question, who is this that cometh up from the wilderness leaning on her beloved? Friend, the church is designed to lean upon Christ. The church is not designed to lean upon the world. Leaning upon her beloved. You know, here we've got a husband-wife picture, and the wife is leaning upon her beloved. They, they're, they're coming up from the wilderness, and you know, the question is, who is this? Who is this woman who is coming up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? Notice that the woman loves her husband. Notice that the church is the church must love Christ. You cannot have a church if you remove Christ. You cannot have the church if you remove the preaching of the gospel. You cannot, you, you cannot have it. And the, the best you're going to be left with is some sort of a weird social, uh, social spiritual thing. You know, but, but friend, you know, the church must lean upon her beloved. The church must love Christ. The church must be supported by Christ. The church must find her support in Christ. The church must find her foundation upon Christ. The church must find her, her empowerment from Christ. The church must find her wisdom in Christ, must find her leadership in Christ, must find direction in Christ, must have healing in Christ, must have revival from Christ. You know, but, but leaning upon her beloved. And, and you know, friend, you know, the world's going to wonder, what on earth is this? And this is like nothing I've ever seen. You know, the, the, you know, and the world is going to ask this question, who are you? Why do you talk like this? Why do you live like this? Uh, why do you, uh, why do you treat Jesus like he's a person? You know, he, he, uh, he uh, you know, what, 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 what is it about you? Why do you lean so much on Jesus? Why do you talk so much about Jesus? Why do you worship Jesus? Why do you live for Jesus? Uh, why, why do you serve Jesus? Why do you love Jesus? Why do you, why, why are you telling me about Jesus? The, the world is always going to wonder. When you lean on Jesus, the world is always going to ask some questions. The world is always going to try to interpret you and interpret Jesus according to its, uh, its ideas, according to its custom, according to its philosophy, according to its worldview. Now, no matter where you are in the world, the world is always going to try to interpret Jesus through its own lens. Uh, but the problem is that the world is, is fallen, and the world is full of sin. The world is full of pride. The world's full of arrogance. The world's full of violence. Uh, the world's full of lying and deception, manipulation, greed. You know, all of this stuff is full of lust. And the world, its first reaction is to ask this question, who is this? What is this? Uh, this doesn't look like me. This doesn't sound like me. Uh, this doesn't look like or sound like anything I've ever heard of before. Um, you know, this person over here is really living for Jesus. This person over here really loves Jesus. This person over here is preaching Jesus, is witnessing to me, and is expecting me to respond to Jesus. What on earth is this? And well, friend, it, you know, it doesn't come from the earth. You know, it comes from the Lord. 
It comes from Jesus. It comes from the one who created. It comes from the one who spoke. It comes from the one who is love. And it comes from a person living according to his will, leaning upon him, walking with him, talking with him, leaning upon him. As we, as we lean upon Christ, there is where we start to influence the world. Uh, because, friend, you you uh, you know I can guarantee you, um, you you might be able to get up and give a speech, but you cannot preach Christ without you know without Christ, uh, without His empowerment, without His boldness, without His wisdom, uh, with without His joy, without His life. Uh, we need Christ, and the good news for you today, if you're a Christian, is that God designed uh, de- designed you with that in mind. You know, we need Him. And as Christians, we need to lean upon him. You know, so we need to forget all of the stuff about just trying to get people in the door. How do we get people in the door? What do they like in a church? What would the world like to see the church be? Uh, what, what would, um, you know, what would North Carolina like to see the church be? What would Oregon like to see the church be? Uh, what would France like to see the church be? What would, what would Canada? What would Mexico? What would Australia? What would New Zealand? Uh, what, what, you know, Europe, Africa, you know, uh, what, what, you know, how do we fit in? Well, friend, you know, we're not, we're not designed to fit in. Uh, we're not designed. Uh, we're, we're designed to be here living in the world, but not to be of the world. And so to get the church to try to fit in to um, some culture around the world, um, it's, it's just not going to fit. It's just not going to work because that is not the design. Um, and you're, you're always going to come off as hokey. You're always going to come off as corny. You're always going to come off as hypocritical, wishy-washy, double-minded. Because when you get right down to it, uh, there's no fellowship um, between darkness and light. There's no fellowship uh, between Christ and Belial. There's no fellowship between a holy God and a fallen world. And that is why the world needs salvation. God loves the world. Uh, God absolutely loves the world. Now, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is how God demonstrates his love to the world. The, God made a way of salvation. God made a way for the world to be saved. He made a way for all the sin to be forgiven. He made a way uh, for relationship to happen between him and the world, but it's always going to happen his way. It's not going to happen by the world trying, by the church trying to copy the world. It's not. It's not going to happen, you know, by by the church just trying to um, be something that it's not supposed to really be. And it's not going to happen through compromise. But you know, it is going to happen uh, when the church leans on Christ. It is going to happen, um, you know, when you know uh, when when Christ is the head of the church and the church lives in submission. See, Christ is always going to be the head in the church. You're never going to change that. The church must live in submission to Christ. The church must live in obedience. The church must live in faith in Christ. Um, so we need to stop copying the world. We need to stop caring what the world thinks. Uh, we, we need to start leaning upon our beloved you know, and uh, you know, just like in you know, in the Song of Solomon, you know, it's the daughters of Jerusalem who are asking this question. Um, you know, uh, it's you know, uh, the daughters of Jerusalem—they're not in this relationship. And you know, in the same way, there are a lot of people in the world—they're not in a relationship with Christ. Uh, they are under the wrath of God. 
um, they're not in relationship with Christ. They're in relationship with their lust. And they're fulfilling their lust. And they're fulfilling their sin. And they're, they're just kind of doing their thing. And, and, and there's a fallen, sinful, lust fulfillment that's going on, and that is life. And so the church needs to stop really caring about uh, what the world thinks, and, this, and the church needs to, not, to, to lean upon her beloved and then turn around and preach and turn around and minister and turn around and start declaring the word of the Lord and, and turn around and start preaching Jesus. And hallelujah, you watch what Jesus does. You know, and the, and, the, and, and the people who come in and the people who get saved and the people whose lives get changed, whose eternities get changed because the church repented and the church began to walk in faithfulness. But it is a good calling, friend, and, it, and he is a good God. He is a good Lord. You know, and uh, we are going to be continuing on uh, with this series in the next two podcasts. And uh, so you're welcome to, uh, you know, please do um, keep up with us. Um, please do come back again. Please do spread the word about this, especially if it is a blessing to you. And thank you to the folks who are doing that, um, you know, not only in America, but in several other nations around the world. It is a tremendous blessing to us. It's a tremendous encouragement to us uh, that you're listening to the program, that you're being blessed by the program. Uh, please do feel free to get in touch with us. Reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Um, redeeming the lost at iCloud.com is the best way to do that. Uh, we are also a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle, and uh, you can find information about the church at gbtministries.com. gbtministries.com. You also find contact information there for the church, and you'll find service locations and service times as well. Uh, we would love to. We would love to have you as a visitor. We'd love to see you. And uh, we'd love to know who you are, and we'd love to know how God is moving in your life. Uh, but please do, um, uh, please do keep up with us. Please do uh, listen again. Um, look forward to speaking to you again and continuing on uh, with this series. And in the meantime, may the Lord richly, richly bless you. Amen. And in the light of